superpowers on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers Podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today I have with me a very special guest, Dustin Garrick. Dustin is an internationally recognized leading voice in masculinity, sexuality, consciousness, and personal empowerment for business professionals. Described by the press as Tantra meets Tony Robbins, Dustin is dedicated to redefining masculinity for the 21st century, knowing that leadership without comes from within. And Dustin is our, except for wonderful Patrick Cullinane, who came as part of a couple, Dustin is our first male guest, which makes him just like so special. And I'm so excited to have him here to talk about the divine masculine role in the rise of consciousness. So welcome to the show, Dustin. <laughs> Thank you. It's really a pleasure to connect with you as well as to be able to speak with your audience. Absolutely. We're really pleased to have you. Um, before we dive into this really incredible topic that I'm sure will just unlock worlds for us and all of our listeners, um, why don't you go ahead and tell us what your superpowers are? <laughs> uh, with the risk of sounding a little egotistical, I feel like I've got many. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, at, at their base, I have a very deep connection to my energetic body, and uh, particularly, I've brought a lot of focus on connecting to sexual energy as an energy and how to work with that energy, how to play with that energy, um, to be a master of that energy rather than it being a master of myself. Uh, And additionally, it's this the way in which I have an ability to move across the spectrum from masculine and feminine expression, uh, depending on what this moment really calls for. And... I've learned to play with that energy at at such a fine-tuned level that uh, this is a little bit of a deep piece, so I'll try to do do it briefly since we're just entering. Attraction is is sparked through polarity, the way in which um, we think of light, dark, white, black, um, day, night, these are opposite poles. Uh, the two sides of the magnet, the north and the south, and how, how they attract. And likewise with our masculine and feminine. But I found through my own personal journey that the way in which this is spoken about between men and women is too simplified for uh, the world we're living in today. We all carry elements of masculine and feminine energies within us. Mm-hmm. And so I learned to be able to fine-tune into like finding like your exact combination of of that of those energies within you and and they change moment to moment but really meeting the moment with where what is the secret combination so to speak of how those energies are expressing in the person that i'm engaging with and responding with their reciprocal within myself to create that spark that connection i love that i love it so much i think you're so spot on in that the the polarity is far too simplified in our current cultural conversation and i just love how you said that that was awesome i don't think i've ever explained it quite like that before so thank you well yeah thank you um so we tell us a little bit about how you use these superpowers in your work i mean i know that you're you do this this coaching work um but tell us a little bit more about what that looks like 
Yeah, so I work primarily with men uh, around what I call the evolved masculine. Um, the <clears throat> there are three major areas I help men around. One is deep masculine empowerment. Who are you as a man? How do you connect to being a man? What, what does being a man mean to you? What are the aspects of masculinity that you that you're still carrying from our culture that you know are not good? They're just not serving yourself, the women that you you engage with or the world itself, and what are the aspects that, that, that you do want to embody and cultivate more of in your life. The second is uh, sexual self-mastery, learning to connect to your sexual energy as an energy and master that energy. This has uh, you know, fun results like learning to be fully at choice over uh, when or even if you ejaculate, all the way to experiencing full body orgasms or non or uh, non ejaculatory or multiple orgasms. And to the third area of understanding and gratifying women, the as you very well know and speak to quite a bit, uh, there's like a there's a new breed of woman on the rise today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so radically different from her mother and grandmother um, to owning her voice, stepping in, uh, owning her power, stepping into uh, new levels of leadership and even owning her desires and sexual desires like never before. And quite simply, most men have no idea what to do with this one. I'm sure it's a little intimidating. For many men. And, <laughs> and it doesn't need to be, you know, it's, it, it is an opportunity for us as men to, uh, rather than respond with anger, resentment, or respond with a collapsing of self or a disempowerment, we, there is a third way and an opportunity to use it as this incredible mirror to inspire us to, to evolve ourselves, to grow and become more of what we're capable of being, to really meet, to use her rise and our desire to meet her to rise up ourselves. I know that I don't really know you, but I just want to say that I love you and thank you for doing this work because this is so, 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 so vitally important. Um, so yeah, just like, I just want to take this moment to thank you from the depths of my heart for doing this work. Um, we need more of this. The men, the men need this work and thank you. And how do how, so how do people come to you? Like, how do they find uh, out about you? Hold on, I need to respond to what you yeah, just Yeah, okay, respond to it. <laughs> so, first of all, thank you. I, I, I received that. Um, I have heard some version of that from women so many times in my life. And men, if you're listening to this, I want you to really hear and understand that. I hear that constantly from women because... The demand is so much greater than the supply. Yeah. Take this on and you will be in demand. You will experience abundance, which comes back to my <laughs> own journey that you and I were starting to talk about before we got onto the show. Of uh, I, I had a seven-year stint in my life where I dubbed myself the erotic rock star. And... Um, I, started around 28, 29, um, and I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area, very steeped in Burning Man culture, which is a, a incredible arts and music festival and then some that takes place in Nevada every year, uh, which places a strong emphasis on exploring character and costume and trying on new ways of being. And I used it as this opportunity to completely reinvent myself. 
away from the somewhat shy, certainly not. Well, I was very good with women, but more in regards to women who were very safe and comfortable with me. I was, a, I, you know, sometimes even referred to as one of the girls <laughs> who could get away, get, get away with hanging out in the dressing room and what have you, but it, it wasn't necessarily the one who'd be sparking their over, overwhelming attraction and passion. And so I, I, I re, long, after some pains and heartbreaks and all that jazz that usually sparks transformation, I, um, I ended up reinventing myself, utilizing Burning Man subculture uh, with this whole erotic rock star route. And I think a lot of it was rooted in that, that I was tapping into things, tapping into an understanding of women and tapping into an understanding of, of energy uh, that put me into such an incredibly small minority that I was suddenly experiencing such ridiculous abundance of female attention <laughs> um, that was nonstop and overwhelming. And, uh, you know, my ego definitely, definitely ran away with it quite a bit. Um, I mean, erotic rock star. Um, yeah, but, that's quite a title. <laughs> but it, uh, believe me, I, wherever your mind goes around those words, the truth far exceeded it. Uh, <laughs> and it's well documented. So. <laughs> um, but that, that was the thing is that, that I was walking this path that seemed to be, seemed to have me at a, a cutting edge, we'll say, because the demand was so much higher. And the ego part of me just wanted to be that man that, you know, I was noticing a need in women, a deep yearning and craving that I figured out how to fulfill. And there was a party which was just like, well, I'll just be that man for all the women of the world. And <laughs> Doesn't fulfill one of the needs. No. <laughs> you know, the thing about walking a spiritual path is eventually it's, it works and it, <laughs> it has its effect on me. And I came to, to really recognize that, like, the biggest thing I can do to truly serve these women is to, is to serve men. Yeah. Is, is to serve men in, in, in gaining these insights to make these shifts in themselves so that they know how to, how to meet these women in this way that I learned firsthand women are so deeply yearning. Yeah. And so, so let's talk about this for a second, because I think you, you pointed to something that is a real cultural storyline that deserves dismantling, in my opinion, because you talked about being sort of like one of the girls, right? Mm. The guy who all the girls felt safe with, but you weren't sexy. You were the friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't the lover. You were the friend. And, mm -hmm. and I think... And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think oftentimes there's sort of this cultural storyline that in order to attract women, you have to be sort of this like tough guy, you know, rock star, but also an asshole. Um, okay. The nice guy, bad boy trope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. happy to dive into it. Let's do it. It's a section of my upcoming book. So. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, so we have this, this trope, this, this, uh, idea of the, there's the, there's the nice guy who's the people pleaser. He's sweet, but, uh, women feel safe with, but he always gets passed over for the bad boy, the, the asshole who, who treats the woman like crap, but for some reason she always seems to go for him. Uh, the evolved masculine to me very much represents that third way. And uh, again, it's very representative of my own path and journey. I wanted to, uh, when, 
when I was formulating the erotic rock stars, uh, end of 06, beginning of 07, and the uh, Neil Strauss's The Game was released in 2005. I was deeply immersed in tantra, in like the West Coast neo tantric worlds and culture, and the pickup industry started skyrocketing and I was really confused like what the hell is going on over there like here I'm experiencing these massive heart-opening soulgasm experiences and yet all uh, all these guys seem to be gravitating towards what feels so icky you know it seems feels like it's rooted in so much manipulative crap like so i was really affected by that and trying to understand well what is the need that's that's this is fulfilling why are people going here and then and and then recognizing okay well men's drive for women and sex doesn't need to be something that we like blame them or shame them for it's it, but it can be a, a powerful portal for transformation if it's used as such so I wanted to prove to that world, to myself, ultimately, of course, that you could be a heart-centered, spiritually connected man and, I, I don't know, exceed that quote-unquote success with women. And uh, an erotic I'm, rock star. Yeah, that, 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 that we're seeing over there. Now, don't get me wrong. It was imperfect. It was an imperfect journey. There are definitely, I, it, I'm in a different place in my life now. You know, I'm, uh, I'm married. I'm having a, a baby girl, or well, my wife is, within the next couple of weeks. Well, congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Um, but uh, I think that the, what I was what I was trying to prove at that time ultimately is that there was another way that you could, that you could combine the best of both these worlds. Like what I was looking at, what is it about each of those types that women are drawn to? And I've ultimately come up with why I call the magic formula. Uh, listen up. This is right, really this, this is the magic <laughs> formula. The magic formula is rooted in making a woman feel both safe and turned on at the same time. Mm -hmm. And men have a tendency to uh, focus in one direction or the other. They're either really focused on, their, on that, that desire. I'm just trying to get in her panties uh, <laughs> one way or another. I'm this, this driving force in that direction, but uh, isn't, isn't safe. Uh, she doesn't feel physically safe with him and or she doesn't feel emotionally safe with him. Um, or the, the guy who's so afraid of being that guy that instead he disconnects from his sexuality, he disconnects from his masculine core, he's disconnected from his truth uh, or his own desires because he's always trying to make sure that the people around him feel comfortable. Yeah. So why can't you do both? How do you, how do you, can you simply hold her heart, um, uh, which creates that, that, so be the, be that man who creates emotional and physical safety, meaning that, uh, you're, you respect her boundaries. There's no, uh, I mean, when a woman leaves with a, leaves a bar with a man, I mean, many places other than that, but if she leaves a bar, bar with a man, some part of her has to be assessing, is this man going to rape me, hurt me, kill me, or at a minimum, is, is he going, 
is he going to really, is he going to respect my boundaries or is he going to transgress them? Mm-hmm. And so there, there's the physical component of the, of the safety that women really need to, to feel. And the, wor- the world will be a much different place. And I've been talking about this for years. And over the past couple of months, we've made a huge headway here. But most men just do not understand how big of a deal safety is for women. Mm-hmm. I agree, disagree? I, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I've been out of that game for a really long time now. <laughs> yeah, I've been with my, with my husband for 11 years. And mm. um, so it's, it's been a while <laughs> since, I, since I've been shopping around. But I think and, it's, and regardless, I think, though. But you know I, what? It's funny yes. because I was thinking about the safety piece just this morning. And I was thinking about the importance of safety in relation to being able to be fully sexually expressed because yes. even, even as, you know, from, from the female aspect and thinking about, you know, being able to have, to be a multi-orgasmic woman and what that looks like and how crucial safety is to that being able to take place. Like if you don't feel safe with the man, you're not going to open up into those other dimensions. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> that yeah. also brings on the other, the other side of it though, is, is that sparking of desire piece. This is yes. the playing with polarity. This is allowing as a man, allowing your, uh, those more primal energies to, uh, to come out of you, um, to be able to, uh, lead, guide, go for what you want. Uh, what with, while also not being rigid and needing it to be that way in order for you to feel like a man, because that tends to break things as well. Oh my God. I, so I'm loving this conversation. We have to go to a break um, quickly. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about the divine masculine role in the rise of consciousness. We have Dustin Garrick here. Dustin, um, before we go to break, will you just tell everybody where they can find out more about you? Uh, sure. Well, DustinGarrick.com, uh, EvolvedMasculine.com will probably be easiest evolvedmasculine.com is where you can find out more about Dustin. And when we return more on the divine masculine role in the rise of consciousness, and I'm sure Dustin is going to give us some, a lot wonderful tips for the men out there. So stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, and we're back. Um, so you were talking about polarity and the importance of, of that polarity. Can you Can you say more about that? Yeah, well... We were talking about how how the like being mm, being the com- purely making sure that everybody around you is comfortable is not necessarily going to be the thing that creates that. So the thing is, there's resonance and there's polarity. So resonance is where uh, like when you're more in your feminine and I'm more 
my feminine along with you. We're both, some part of us are, are both in the masculine. Um, it's those, those places of similarity or sameness. Um, if you think of it from an energetic perspective, it's a resonance, it's a shared frequency, so to speak. Whereas polarity is, uh, is opposite poles. So they're um, uh, like opposite to tract. Uh, we have those types of phrasings. So if your softness can be an uh, incredible, uh, attractive quality for, uh, for my masculine, you're the, the openness, the receptivity, the flow. These are all, uh, all qualities that are often attributed to the, to the feminine. Now, again, I want to really highlight that the feminine exists within both everything I just described. I have those elements of myself as well. Um, and when you, when a woman is in those parts of herself and the man is more in his masculine, so this is those aspects of, of himself that are more uh, logical and rational, more uh, uh, driving, uh, uh, leading, uh, directional, mm -hmm. um, linear, uh, these these are uh, traditionally more masculine qualities. So these types of qualities, though, make up a whole. So if we look at the unit, the universal oneness, so to speak, the, the, if if everything is divinity itself, the divinity uh, carries the all, and so that divinity, I believe, is always uh, seeking greater wholeness itself. So these opposite parts of ourselves draw in towards one another. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I'm totally following you. I'm, I, I'm with you 100%. I'm just letting you talk because I think I love having other people describe things I talk about all the time. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, so the, those... We have an ability to create polarity in one another. Like when I first started getting in touch with my masculine, it was a woman that I was with who, who was channeling more of her feminine than other women I'd been with before her. Mm -hmm. And it was pushing me more into my masculine. Sometimes it would just seem to happen naturally. Sometimes she would like gently coax it out of me. And sometimes she would freaking demand it from me. Mm -hmm. And I... That latter part is not the most pleasant. It did, often didn't feel good. Um, it was particularly when I didn't really understand how. Uh, and at the same time, it too was a gift. You know, it, it, it woke something up in me. So I, I think you just, you named something really, really interesting that I want to dissect a little bit more together here because from my perspective, her, her like making that demand of you in that moment is, is actually her embodying more of that masculine principle, maybe in response to you being a little bit more on the receptive side, because there, because we do need this polarity and we do need this dynamic interplay and, you know, just circling back around to the conversation about safety. I think a lot of women in a response to not feeling safe and not feeling held have taken on this, this sort of hyper-masculine role as women, especially in the business world. I see this a lot. Um, and, and in just like that, that place of, of 
you know, how do we lead as women without trying to be like men? You know, this is a huge topic of conversation, but I think that there's a real solid relationship there because the men aren't holding the safety piece in the way that we need them to. And so we've sort of, and obviously I'm talking in really broad sweeping general terms here. Um, and mm-hmm. I know if it's not true of all men and it's not true of all women, but just to sort of cast a really broad brush here, I think a lot of women have, have stepped into that more masculine role because we don't feel safe being in our feminine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just, uh, led the men's side of this 260 person event in LA last Saturday uh, called Wild Vessel. And as the men were uh, holding space for the women's experiences in different ways, one thing that came up again and again was some version of uh, the women saying that they don't trust men. Mm-hmm. And the, now again, not universal, but whew, it is <laughs> a very common thing in one of whether it's overt. Uh, or whether it's just more underlying in, in the unconscious that creating that trust is so, it, it's so important, it's so powerful, and it, it ends up uh, affecting all areas of our lives, including our sex life with one another, uh, because how we show up, this, this is a problem that we too often have as well, is that we can compartmentalize our sexual experiences if it's, a bubble in and of itself and it's not so how so example if you're in a multi-year uh, marriage so all the places in which trust has eroded uh, via a variety of different types of experiences uh, where uh, one of you were out of integrity or uh, well I say that that's the bottom line piece being out of integrity um, then there's a wonder why she doesn't want to have sex with me like she used to, or she doesn't seem as open uh, sexually as she used to, or she's you know, not having orgasm now, et cetera, et cetera. It says, you said like the trust has been eroded. The safety isn't there in the same way. Yeah. And conversely, when there is that deep level of trust, there's something that she can fall into, that she can surrender into, that she can open into that allows for, uh, just a completely different relationship overall, as well as, as you described earlier, uh, incredible multiple orgasmic possibilities that only can happen if she feels safe enough to open in that way. Absolutely. And I will say too, like, I mean, I, I really, like I said, completely appreciate the work that you're doing. And I think it's also true that while a lot of women don't trust men, I think fundamentally we maybe don't trust ourselves because we've, ended up in relationships with people who have treated us poorly and, um, and, 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 and it can go on and on and on. But I think there's, you know, it can, this is such a delicate conversation because there's, there's a huge onus of responsibility on the side of the, on, on, of the men and of the masculine role. But there is also sometimes it can be in this conversation, very, very easy to blame um, and to sort of take away our own responsibility in that dynamic. And, and I am... And that happens a lot today as well. Yeah, yeah. And I am and really a big proponent of, of having both sides of the conversation be present at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I think that, like I said, the work you're doing is beautiful and so needed. And that 
that is a huge hole that that is needing to be filled and at the same time we can't blame the men for all of it like we do have to take some responsibility for our own trust issues and if we're if we're not trusting somebody else it's fundamentally we're not trusting ourselves and and what's that work that we need to do on in, with ourselves first before we can come into partnership with somebody who we can trust because they might be showing up in a really trustworthy way and we still don't trust them. That's very um, true. Too. And that's 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 nothing that they've done. That's our work that we still need to do. And so I just I just really want to lay that out there because I th I know a lot of men who are doing good work, um, but maybe still having challenges in their relationships because the women maybe aren't the one doing the work. Um, and so that's, that's where I come in and that's where I, where I like to do the work with the women as well. Um, I appreciate you, Tatiana. Um, the, I've had that relationship, you know, I, I've held a frame around the focus on myself and uh, self-responsibility, et cetera, for quite some time. And I ended up in a relationship with a woman that ended up being incredibly toxic, uh, where quite honestly, uh, she was manipulative and abusive. And I think I carried through so much of that relationship, the sense of, well, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to be doing differently? If I can just figure out how to be the right kind of man for her, then she, then this will change. And where I just kept taking the responsibility for her extremely toxic behavior, um, and my willingness to take the responsibility or to take self responsibility, her re response was simply, "See, yeah, I knew it was your fault," <laughs> which is not does not make for a healthy relationship. Absolutely. And that's something that a lot of women do too when they're in toxic relationships with men. Oh they take responsibility for it. I mean, that's like a really classic storyline mm -hmm. and you got to see the other side of that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's not what I'm, what I'm saying at all is like if a woman is in a toxic relationship, no, that's your get responsibility out. is probably mm -hmm. to get out of there. You know, that's like mm -hmm. your number one responsibility is to leave and cut off that toxic relationship. Um, and that's that's like the most other loving thing that you do for for both of you really exactly. Exactly. this other person needs a needs a wake up and yeah. as long as you're with them you're enabling the behavior instead yeah and you're poisoning yourself in the process totally. um, so it took me years to undo the damage that the relationship did to me yeah yeah i mean there are those those relationships I, i've i have one of those in my past as well and they're they're great teachers for sure, but it's, you know, how long do you need to stay in it to learn the lesson is sort of the question that I started to ask myself as, as I found myself repetitively in these really toxic relationships. It's like, okay, at some point, my responsibility in this is not to take ownership of what's going on for the other person, but to get out of here and do the work on myself by myself so that I can come into partnership with somebody who's more in alignment because once I find my own alignment, right? Well, exactly. I mean, with total respect, of course, Tatiana, when a person's continuously finding themselves in toxic relationships, they're the common denominator. Yeah. And so there's what, what is going on? What's, what is the shift that I need to be making? Like I had a particular pattern uh, one of the things I do with the work with my men as well is help them really uncover and identify the patterns that they have with women. Mm. And, and through, cause we all end up with it, with that. The, like I know prior to Ellie with my wife, 
I had a pattern woman. She showed up again and again with a different face, but it's just, it was the same friggin' woman. <laughs> and I needed to, to do some, some internal shifts. Uh, and then even when, when my wife showed up in my life uh, again, she's actually been in my life for a very long time. But when she showed up again, I, there was some part of me that was like, no, this, this can't be it or right because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like what I know. Mm-hmm. Ultimately having to, to realize, yeah, but it doesn't feel like what I know, but I also know how what I know goes and it never ends the way I want it to. So maybe I should go with this thing that feels <laughs> so weird and different than what I am used to. <laughs> yeah. Result. That's so interesting. I've never um, put it that way, but I had a similar experience when I met my husband. Mm. Wow, mm. fascinating. Um, how do you say that when you, when you say that it was, a, it was similar? How so? In that it was different from what I had known, and so I was hesitant mm. because it was different from what I had known. Mm. And yet it was so good and continued to be so good and continues to be so good. Um, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. So tell us what's, what's next for you? Like in the, in the, if you ever look at your work sort of in the big picture, like where, where are you headed with this work? Uh, well, one, I'm getting my book published next year. So that's awesome. <laughs> what's it called? Tell us what it's called so we can keep an eye out for it. Well, quite simply, it's the evolved masculine. Mm-hmm. Uh, still working on my subtitle. <laughs> um, and uh, and it covers these this journey that I've just been describing. It's uh, it's exploring a new way of being a, a man with a particular focus on how we relate to ourselves as men, how we relate to our sexuality, and how we relate to women, and um, and what are the shifts and changes that we need in order to actually. Uh, have more of what we want while actually becoming more of what women are wanting at the same time. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Um, that's awesome. I can't wait to read it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this book that you're writing and to telling, <laughs> telling the men that I know about it. Um, Aside from that, I've just been shifting into, I've been growing my, my team, we've been uh, building our empire. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, we have four retreats on the calendar for next year uh, for our Evolved Masculine Retreat, um, as well as uh, I'm launching a, an Evolved Masculine Leadership Training for those who want to be, who either are working with men currently or want to be working with men uh, to train them in these various tools and modalities that I've been developing over the years and to help them step into uh, a deeper sense of their own leadership. Beautiful. Um, So awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for doing this work again and for coming onto the show and having this wonderful conversation. I'm sure that you and I could talk about a lot of topics um, for a really long time. Before we sort of bring this conversation to a close, is there anything for the men who who are out there listening that you really want to hammer home to them? 
Yeah, well, one I want to give a gift to to your listeners that can tie up in, in what I'd like to hammer home. The, the gift is at enticingdesire.com. And I call it the, the one thing in bed that separates the lovers she remembers forever from all the men she quickly forgets. Enticingdesire.com. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's rooted in, it, it ends up laying the foundation for the erotic superpowers uh, training that I spoke of earlier that's really about flipping the the dynamic of what we generally know of men being this constant driving force towards the sex and women being the sexual gatekeeper, either like defending against this force or maybe letting it in and realizing that's that's an old paradigm that's not necessary anymore, to put it mildly. Women are sexual creatures. They have sexual desires of their own. Mm -hmm. Rather than just pushing your desire onto her, how do you spark her desire and draw out her desire? Then from there, you, you have a sexual tension. Now you can play with that tension. From that moment when you feel that she would let you kiss her or let you have sex with her, that's not the time to, to go for it. That's when the game begins. Now draw it out. Draw out that juiciness, that tension, and bring her to that place where she is aching, craving, yearning, begging you for it. <laughs> oh my God, there are so many women who are going to go to this website and pass it over <laughs> to their partners. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it's the one thing in bed that separates the lovers she remembers forever from all the men she quickly forgets. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Dustin. So again, that's evolvedmasculine.com if you want to find out more about Dustin and his work. The retreats that you're running are on that website and they're in the San Diego area. That's correct? Yes. Yeah. My wife and I have a 50-acre retreat property just outside of San Diego and we hold the retreats there. Beautiful. Um, thank you again so much for coming on the show. And, and I said thank you like 50 times for the work that you're doing in the world, but I'm going to continue thank to say it because it's so powerful and so needed. Um, so reach out to Dustin, men, so that you can soak up his juice and his wisdom and really learn how to do that. I will tell you, this, this whole learning how to withhold ejaculation thing is really, really, really important. It's something I've talked about in the net a lot. I talk about it in the Sex, Love, and Superpowers group, um, which we got to talk. You got this erotic superpowers thing. We and there's there's some there's some collaboration in the in the future. I think Dustin, but um, but men, please, please, please reach out to him. He can he can teach you how to do this. And this is like the gateway. I mean, I know this from my husband, right? Obviously, I don't have this direct experience myself. But to be able to do that work, you are not only going to be able to pleasure your women in ways that you can't even imagine, but the level of pleasure that you unlock to be able to access for yourself is like unparalleled. Yeah. The realms that you get to access from that experience are unparalleled. And you, like, you have no clue at this point. If you have not had that experience yet, you have no clue what yeah. you are missing and we're we're told as men that like you know we're we're easy you know you just give us something warm and moist and and that's it yeah. uh, it, it's easy to get a man off and yeah it is it's it, it's not it's not a difficult thing to get a man off but the truth is we have so many worlds of pleasure and possibility available to us that beyond that and that and those worlds are accessed by a very small percentage of men and you could be one of them so. yeah awesome 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 all right 
Well, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this portion of the show. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Yeah. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.